Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special end-of-the-year edition of the Top Rope Report here on 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, TalkShoe.com, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and alongside me, as usual, every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nokster Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, Trev. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, the final Top Rope Report of 2019. Uh, yep. Going to be our end of the year award show. We're going to be having our phone calls at ten o'clock. But before we get into that, yeah, we decided to do a little, you know, pre-show type yeah. show. Um, we won't get into any of our year-end things now. Right. Um, that'll be at ten o'clock when we have our three, well, two normal guests and then special guests joining us. Yes. Uh, we will be joined on the line by the little youngster and DJ. They're two regular guys from the Top Rope Report. Yep. And our special guest will be the host of. Kicking out in two will be Diamond Dave Rosenbluth. Will be here. He just sent me a message and said, "Is it okay if he calls in now?" <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the week in review. And I think one of the big surprises for the week in review was Andrade, the new United States champion, beat Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yep. I mean, usually. You know, sometimes they'll talk about, you know, oh, the WWE, I didn't really read anything up into it, but they said, well, you know, WWE has a house show coming up, and this is, I didn't even hear about it until it was posted on our page. Well, it was the house show at Madison Square Garden. So, I don't care what type of show it is, house show, you're at the Mad, you're at Madison Square Garden, it's a big show. Yeah. I mean, I can, um, yeah, I mean, because Madison Square Garden is, you know, it's, it's like the Mecca. Yeah. Of WWE. And um, so I was pretty surprised. I mean, I think I think Andrade will make a pretty good U.S. champion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was very emotional. Um, you know, saw a couple of pictures I and mean, him leaning over, grasping about holding on to it. Yeah. Um, Charlotte was very emotional, congratulating him with the win. Yeah. So. And one of the other things that I noticed this week, too, is... There might be some dissension among the ranks in Fire and Desire. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you figure they're not doing anything at all as a tag team. Um, so maybe try and get a little something going between the two of them, you know, as singles competitors. Yeah, I mean, I can, uh, I can I mean, see... In how many... I mean, in the history of WWE, I don't think we've ever seen a tag team split up and be and feud, have we? No. Where no. would that come about? Come I on. Don't know how they came up with that idea. That was incredible. Yeah. Uh but I mean I thought it was a pretty good uh But how about the whole interaction with Mandy Rose and Otis? I mean now it's happened two weeks. I know. You know, she gave him a, a ham and a kiss on the cheek. Um later in the show he gave her a hug and she was all yeah all dripping with his sweat. Um, which would love it to be the other way around. Right. Um, I'd love to be dripping with her sweat. Um, and then the following week, he gives her... A fruitcake. Half of a... Half fruit of cake. a fruitcake, yeah. <laughs> Homemade fruitcake. Right, that his mom made. Yeah. So, I really... I hope it doesn't go much further with yeah. that. And that's just the quote-unquote excuse for why, you know... There's dissension. 
Yeah, I can un- I can understand that. I mean, I when I first saw that, it was like, um, you know, is this going to be a new a new romance brewing? I mean, this is these two are are, are so are just as so far apart as as anyone else. I mean, I never yeah. expected. Uh, well, I mean, the only the last couple that I think um, that was in stature and, and everything so far apart was Edge and Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, I mean, that's... And she showed up on AEW, yeah. I think it was like two weeks ago or something. Um, he did. He has freed up some time, so I guess he's going to be uh, listening in on our, our week... Our week in review here. I just want to welcome the host of Kicking Out in Two is joining us right about right now on the line, live on the line, Mr. Diamond Dave Rosenbluth. Dave, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I uh, looking looking forward to this uh, this award show here. What's going on, guys? Hey, Dave. How are you? Good, good, doing good. Good. Yeah. So I mean, this uh, like I said, this Mandy. I mean. The thing with the fruit cake, first of all, he steps on it. And smack, I thought the shit was funny. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just don't see. I don't know if if they do something with those two. That's just like so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, so not natural. I mean, right. it's, awkward. It's, yeah, awkward is the word I'm looking for. I mean, it's not like Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, or even Andrade Charlotte. Well, those are real. Romances. Yeah, those are real romances. This yeah, this but, is obviously K-Pab. Right. I mean, I mean, if Otis has got to go in that way where he can get you know Mandy Rose, I mean, yeah, there's something, there's something, that, yeah. something going on there that we don't know about. But um, but you know, like I said, with Andrade becoming a U.S. champion now, I mean, that's could that make uh, Umberto Carrillo a viable, viable contender for that title. I mean, well, I mean he's they, beaten they him had, twice already. Yeah, they had that little feud, so I think that's natural where they'll go with it. Um, and, I, and I just pray to the WWE gods that they don't take the title off Andrade, let him carry it for a little while. Yeah, you because, know. you know, WWE has been noted to, you know, put titles on a guy and then a month later take it off him. And, you know, it's, it's a thing where WWE's got to go with, with what they got right now and... I think they're doing a great job with Bray Wyatt yeah. as Universal Champion. I mean, I think uh, where they're going with his persona and his character is, I mean, it was just like when Daniel Bryan first became the heel when he started the movement with Eric Rowan. That was, that was amazing because Daniel Bryan made a great heel. Yep. And now that he's back in the, in the Yes movement again, I mean, could we possibly see another title run for Daniel Bryan? I... I don't think that he'll take the title from Bray Wyatt anytime soon. I think I, I would imagine um, the Fiend will have will be defending in the main event at WrestleMania. Okay, I just wondered who they were going to have as far as who's. I mean, are we really up to seeing Roman Reigns in another main event title match at WrestleMania? That's I mean, it's been about four what or five years in a row. He's kind been, of what the you know fingers are pointing to. Yeah, you know, Did, he is um, the odds-on favorite to win the Rumble. Yep. Did anything stand out for you uh, this week at all, Dave? Uh, in terms of what WWE programming or yeah. just the general wrestling? Yeah, WWE programming. Yeah, in I, we, general. Yeah, in general, basically. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's the holiday week, so it was, you know I didn't get to watch a, a ton of wrestling. Um, the one thing that probably stood out for me <laughs> that I enjoyed on a personal level was. 
the, the Samoa Joe turn and how they turned him into a into a baby face and his involvement in the storyline with uh, Seth Rollins and uh, AOP. I'm, I'm a big Samoa Joe guy. I have been since I started watching him in TNA back in 2005. That's almost, almost 15 years ago. And uh, I've been a huge fan of his. Uh, I felt like he's never gotten the, the full push that I felt he's deserved over the years. And uh, seeing him in a, a spotlight role like this against the guy like Seth Rollins. I mean, they've had some great matches before. I'm just really looking forward to uh, the babyface run of Samoa Joe in WWE. Hopefully, uh, WWE creative doesn't, uh, you know, they stay with it. They're consistent with it. They don't just start it and then they drop it a week or two later. Um, I hope there's there, there's some legs to this storyline. But that's what really kind of caught me this week was, was Joe's turn. And I thought he did a great job on commentary filling in the last few weeks. I'm not saying I'd like to see him there on a regular basis, but he reminded me a lot of Taz when Taz filled the role of commentator years and years ago. So uh, hopefully uh, with, with Joe getting back in the ring, um, he's in a higher profile spot on Raw. Raw definitely needs it. Uh, and maybe we see uh, Samoa Joe and a Brock Lesnar title match down the line. I don't know. That's something I, that's something I pay to see. Yeah, that would be interesting because we've Definitely. we've said that before on, on the show as many times. Like, you know, what are they going to do with Samoa Joe? I mean, he's only right. been champion what one time in the WWE, yeah. and he'd noticed for the first time that that the brace wasn't on his hand for his finger anymore. Yeah. So he he's got to be, you know, just steps away from getting back in the ring. Yeah, I just noticed uh, today. I got a, I was on one of the sites and they were talking about how uh, how Jerry Lawler is no longer allowed any. Physical confrontations on Monday Night Raw anymore. Doctors uh, told him it wouldn't be a good idea. I guess now they plan on having him play a part in this Rusev thing, which has got to be the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen WWE do in a long time. But, I mean, you know, it's where, where are they going to go with this Rusev Bobby Lashley type thing? I mean, I, I hope. Hopefully that's soon. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. what? Hopefully it ends soon. Yeah. Hopefully it ends soon. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, Absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, it's... Uh, I, like to, I like this thing with Seth Rollins and AOP. I, I've, always been a, I've always been a fan of AOP, even when they were in uh, NXT, especially, because, you know, especially when they were being guided by Paul Ellering, yep. who yep. was uh, manager, of, manager of who I believe was probably the greatest tag team of all time, Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Yep. And, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the AOP, and I'm just waiting I'm just waiting to see that big clash between the AOP and the Viking Raiders. That should be, like you know, like Dave said, I, I, I'd pay to see that match. That would be one for the ages. So, but, I mean, the women's, the women's division now in WWE, it's still going as strong as ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got a couple of them that switched brands during the during the draft. I think, I think you're going to see a lot more success out of Lacey Evans on SmackDown now because they seem to be using her more on SmackDown than they were on Raw. Speaking of Lacey Evans, I actually like to get both of your guys' opinions. Thoughts on Sasha berating Lacey Evans's daughter as she was at, you know, ringside. Is that a little too much? I mean, personally, I, I, I think so. I don't know. I mean, you want to do a, you know, a husband, a wife, 
You know, even Dominic, somebody. But this is a young girl. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let Dave take that first. See what he thinks about it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, and I might go a little bit off the beaten path when I make my explanation here. But, um, you know, for the longest time as fans, and I'm sure you guys have, have uh, heard this in other, you know, conversation circles before talking with other wrestling fans, is that we've all wanted a little bit more uh, reality-based when it comes to our storylines and a little bit more realism and um, something that doesn't insult our intelligence. People have said that the PG era has ruined WWE and has ruined pro wrestling, and some can make that argument, some agree, some disagree, whatever. But, um, you know, back in the day, when a heel got heat, a heel got heat any way they possibly could. I mean, you want to go back to the territory days, and I'm sure trivia, you could, you could probably attest to this. Guys like the original Sheik, go in the crowd with, you know, flamethrowers and, and, or fireballs and try to shoot fireballs at fans or Bruiser Brody with his chain. Like, you know, those guys, like, they went out and they got heat, like, any way they possibly could. Granted, that was a different time and a different era in our society. We live in a more sensitive PC society now, but I don't have a problem with them using her daughter in the storyline. Obviously, Lacey didn't either. Otherwise, you know, she, she probably would have said, no, I don't want her to be involved in this. I have no issue with her kind of bullying and berating the kid. It's all of it. It's television. It's a show. It's it's theater, you yep. know. And you see this you, you see this in movies, you see this in TV shows. There was nothing, to me, I didn't find anything wrong with what they did as long as all parties involved behind the scenes were, were okay with doing it. So Right. And and I agree with Dave on that aspect too. As long as Sasha Banks didn't get physical with her. Right. You know, like grab her by the hair or something, say, hey, look what I'm doing to your mom, something like that. You know, what she was doing, it was just words, just taunting her. That's, but but like like we've said in the past, like Dave said in the past, you got it, WWE's got to do something to build up a feud to further the two going at each other. I mean, if they didn't do that, you might not have seen anything between Sasha and Lacey Evans right away. Now that they've got the care. Huh? Give us a reason to care, you know what I mean? They kind of threw the two of them together at the last minute. Now you're giving us a reason to care about why we should want to see Lacey beat Sasha. Right. Sasha taunted her daughter sitting at ringside. So yep. they're, they're giving us a reason to care at this point, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing because most times people will complain too that, oh, shit, like they just threw these two randoms together and no, you know, there's no rhyme or reason behind it and there's no emotional investment in it. Now you've got emotional investment, especially not only... From a kid's standpoint, as a parent as well, you see your kid get berated, taunted by another adult, you're, as a parent, you're going to want to do something about it. So as a parent, that hits you emotionally when you're watching this as, as, as a wrestling fan along with being a parent. So oh, absolutely. I think you have to take that into account as well. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I never actually really looked at it that way. Right. You know, that they're trying to make it, you know, yeah. more real. I mean, introducing real... Right. Stories into their actual storylines. Now, first of all, I don't know. I don't know if she's listening, but I'm sure if she's not, she'll get the message. Happy birthday goes out to Diamond Dave Rosenblum's <laughs> wife Nicole. Want to oh, wish, wish her a happy 21st birthday. <laughs> but uh, she'll appreciate that. Okay. Well, uh, one thing I was talking to Greg about too this past week is I was very, I was really glued to the screen Wednesday night with. Sasha Banks and uh, not Sasha Banks, uh, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. 
I was very, very impressed with that match. That, uh, that's only like the fourth time I've seen Rhea Ripley wrestle. I mean, I've heard a lot about her, but it's like the fourth time I've actually seen her wrestle. And it's going to take an effort to beat her. Yeah, I think the first in-ring action I actually saw was at War Games. Yeah. To see all her actually in the ring. Yeah. I mean, that was just an amazing match. They had two great matches that night. Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Yeah. And then Rhea yeah, Ripley. Open the show and then yep. um, close the show. You know. So now do you see Shayna Basler getting called up? I, I think so. I, I think she's going to. Well, it, it's. I think she'll be in the Rumble. They don't consider it. They almost consider it an insult now for NXT if you're saying getting called up. Like that female referee that was on NXT now is on SmackDown and Stu said she didn't get called up to SmackDown. She got moved to SmackDown. Yeah. yeah you know, and I think, yeah, is she, you know, is she now going to be in the running for a Becky Lynch feud or a, you know, Bailey feud? I, I absolutely could see that happening. Yeah, I can too. Did you happen to see that match at all, Dave? I did. I thought it was a great main event. Um, good way to close out that edition of NXT. Uh, like you said, trivia too, that Adam Cole, uh, Finn Balor match was pretty awesome. And I'm sure that they'll revisit that again because of the, the finish with uh, Johnny Gargano. But, um, I mean, yeah, the, the Baszler and Ripley, they've had good chemistry when they've interacted. And now in a one-on-one setting, it just was better. Um, like you guys, I can definitely see her get moved to... Um, another roster, uh, whether it be Raw, whether it be SmackDown, it seems like based off what took place in Survivor Series, she's got some unfinished business with Becky, so um, that might be something that we, we see heading into WrestleMania uh, in the early part of 2020. That's, it's, it's all, I would say it's a foregone conclusion, but um, I, I, I would bet pretty pretty favorably that you know, they're going to go that direction. Right. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know what happens to the other two. Uh, right, that was, that was my guess. That was like, did, do her little cronies go along with her um, as her sidekicks? I'll tell you, that, yeah. that, that tall one with the big ears, there's something wrong with that. I mean, she's, she's still real green. I've seen her in the ring. Yeah. I mean, some people have it, and some people don't. She just looks I mean, lost. I mean, even when she's outside the ring, she just looks lost. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, pretty green right now. I don't <coughs> think. I, I I also think like the positions that they put those two girls in, um, you know, Shafir and uh, Duke um, as like Baszler's backup. I think have suited them well given their experience. Um, I, I I don't know if you guys remember a, a, a while back they um, they put the two of them in a tag match for the number one contendership to the women's tag team yep. titles, yep. and they had never had a match on TV before. Yeah. This was the first time they had a legitimate match on TV. So you kind of saw their, their weaknesses there. I don't know whose idea that was. Um, I didn't. I, I don't think it was a very good one, but um, I guess the, that was their way of trying to see where they were at in terms of their skill and their ability. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard for the two of them to... They're, they're, it, hurts their, it hurts their status whether they stay in NXT or whether they go to one of the other two shows with Shayna. Because if you go to the other show with Shayna, you're looked at as her little underlings who have no experience. She's gonna be They're going to be on a bigger stage like a Raw or a SmackDown where more people watch and, and you're going to see their weaknesses exposed. If you go to NXT where they're by themselves, then you, they're going to be looked at as lost or floundering. 
So it's kind of hard where you can place the two of them right now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. We can talk about this later, I'm sure. I don't know what your your, your in terms of uh, formatting of uh, you know Royal Rumble talk, but um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if they were somehow introduced as a couple of Ronda's cronies if Ronda were to come back. Um, and, 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 and maybe they revisit the four horse women on TV, but the two of them are not necessarily um, wrestling. They're just there as like backup. Kind of like what like the Nation of Domination had for a little while. Yeah, like, okay. a few, like a few cronies, you know, that just had that just took some bumps, you know what I mean? Right. They didn't right. necessarily take part in matches. So it's, it's kind of a tough subject with the two of them. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully um, over time they'll get more experience, they'll get better, and we won't have to have this conversation. Yep. No, yeah, and, and I mentioned the trip that it, in in this scenario, quite like that. Just say they did the poor horsewoman versus the poor horsewoman. Obviously, you can have Rousey and Basler do 70 to 75% of the wrestling where the other two just come in for, you know, a hot, you know, a tag here, a tag there, get yeah. beaten down a little bit type deal. You don't have to focus with them, but they, they can be the good complement for, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to just round out a tag team. For for yeah, some yeah. for some of you people, for some of you people out there that are listening, if you don't know who this guy is or where he's from, uh, I had the fortunate pleasure of meeting... <laughs> Dave Rosenbluth and Ken Reedy from the Ken Reedy show when Trivia was doing his top rope show on TV in Wallingford, Connecticut, and they came down as a guest. Unfortunately, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time um, when they were on the show, and I used to call on the Ken Reedy show and talk to them a lot. There was a couple things that you know they were talking about that I wanted you know bite my tongue and say no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But I've said numerous times before, and I'll say it again. For as long as I can remember, Dave Rosenbluth is the most intelligent man when it comes to wrestling. If you, anything you need to know about wrestling, this is the guy to get it from. Wow. I'm, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, honored, I'm honored to know him. I'm honored to have him on the show. I'm honored to call him a friend. And sometimes I'll just send him a message on Facebook and he can attest to it. Hey, Dave, are you watching the Rubble tonight? What do you think of that match? Because right. I want to get his insight onto what he thought of it because not everybody's going to agree oh, absolutely. On, on certain things. Right. And I just want to let people know that, you know, before we go off the show tonight, I'll have Dave talk about his kicking out in two where everybody can listen to that. But I'm glad that he was able to find the time today to join us for the end of the year prediction show. Oh, um, that's great. And I'm waiting to see what he's got for his year end awards as well. Uh, I, you know what, man? I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you, chopping it up, talking wrestling with you as well. You know, we appreciate it for your support. Um, well, you know, all the, uh, the year that is 2019 in pro wrestling. So, oh. uh, yeah, I appreciate it, both of you. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, so what else do we take out of this week? I mean, I really wasn't... Uh, well, I mean, there's three official matches for the Royal Rumble. I yeah. Mean, obviously, the men's match, the women's match, and Daniel Bryan, um, as they finally got the triple threat match through that was supposed to be a triple threat yeah. match, and then Roman Reigns came out, and he was then refusing the fight, and then when he saw that, you know, it was going to be just the Miz and Daniel Bryan, I mean... Yeah. The only... The only in negative part in my eyes is we're going to see Reigns and Corbin again. <laughs> yeah, that's the only drawback yeah. to that. Yeah. I think that, you know, Reigns and Corbin, 
Yeah, it it kind of reminds me back in the day of how many times can you see Savage Hogan when they had their their feuds, and it seems like every time you turned around for a main event or a pay per view, it was Savage Hogan. I mean, don't get me wrong, two of the biggest names back then, but you can only see it so many times, and I'm I'm getting I'm really getting to like this uh, Corey Graves Michael Cole. Um, Teaming yeah, up on SmackDown, they're um, they're 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 a good so team gonna, together. Yeah, we're just your uh, you. your um, your take on that day with uh, Corey then, Graves, Michael Cole, they work well together. Couple minutes. Yeah, I um, think they so, do. Um, I just like so you know, you're already here. You know, talking, but just just listening for a couple minutes. I think three can be crowded, and you know, Michael Cole and Corey Graves they complement each other. You know what? The one thing I'm sick of when it comes to wrestling commentating and across the board in wrestling is this idea that like heels have to always support the heel wrestler the heel commentators always have to support the heel wrestlers and vice versa with the babyface commentators but with Corey Graves in the last couple of years he's he's gone a little different in that route where he will support some of the heels that he likes like a Baron Corbin, like a Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, but when Elias was a heel, he hated Elias. You know what I mean? He stuck true to that. And that reminds me a lot of the way Bobby Heenan used to commentate when it came to Hulk Hogan. Bobby Heenan's character hated Hulk Hogan as a good guy. And when Hulk Hogan turned bad and joined the NWO, Bobby Heenan was, was still all about his hatred for Hulk Hogan. Everything else, he, he didn't have a problem with the rest of the NWO. Yep. He loved Hogan. So, I, I feel like some of the ways the commentary is presented needs to change just a little bit. I feel like if a certain individual, whether you're a heel or a babyface commentator, whether you're presented that way, if you like a guy or you don't like a guy, it's okay to like both the heels and the babyface. It's okay to be objective. It's no different than when you watch pro sports or MMA, where guys talk about certain guys they like and they don't like, and they they they, they compliment them on commentary. I, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more realism to the commentary as well. We don't necessarily need the heel commentator always supporting all the heels, or the same thing with the babyface. Don't support all the babyfaces either. Like right. what you like, and present that on television. I think it would be, feel a little bit more organic yep. um, if they were to evolve. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Dave, joining us now on the line is another member of the Top Rope Report, the little nugster, Joe. Joe, welcome. Can you hear Dave okay? Yeah, I can hear him pretty good. Okay, we're just waiting for, for DJ to, the other member. This is going to be interesting. This is the first time we've had four people on the line at the same time doing the show, well, so it's going to be interesting. People. Well, three people, um, yeah. But for, for now, what we're going to do is we, we do... Um, Record our episodes on Anchor and then post them to Spotify. So at this point, what we're gonna do is we're gonna sign off Anchor. Yep. Um, send that one off to Spotify. As, you know, our, our week in review, um, and then we'll be restarting with Anchor in, in a moment. But we're still live on Talk Yes, we're still gonna stay on Talk So the people for Anchor, thank you for live here on Talk Show. Uh, while Greg is getting that all set up again. So Joe, what did you think?